From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, we have breaking news. FTX buys Voyager, and we're going to tell you the details. Coming up on the Decrypt Daily. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Tuesday, September 27th, 2022. I'm going to start with the Voyager news. As we know, Voyager filed for reorganization on July 5th, and FTX.us has been selected as the highest and best bid for their assets. The sale is the culmination of several months of negotiations and discussions. The official committee of unsecured creditors, or the UCC, participated actively in the auction and supports the sale to FTX.us. So they sent an email, a couple emails this morning, and I'm going to tell you about both of them. The first one was questions answered about the sale. The first question was, what is FTX.us's bid? This bid, they say, valued at approximately $1.422 billion, is comprised of the fair market value of all Voyager cryptocurrency at the to-be-determined date in the future. And at the current market prices, it's estimated to be about $1.311 billion. Plus additional consideration, which is estimated as providing approximately $111 million of incremental value. By the way, all these answers to these questions, I kind of like rewrote, paraphrased a little bit, so they're a lot shorter. And that's for time constraints. And honestly, it's just written by lawyers, so it's a lot of words for no reason. Anyway, why was FTX's bid selected? After multiple bidding rounds and participating with the UCC, FTX.us, was selected as the highest bid and best bid for our assets. FTX US's bid was significantly better than everyone else's. How was the auction conducted? Could there have been a better option? They said starting in June, we reached out to over 90 interested parties to gauge interest in the potential sale. The multi-week auction that followed was competitive and featured several rounds of bids from a number of interested parties. Does the UCC support FTX's bid? Yes, the UCC participated actively. So what are the next steps? Well, first, on October 19th, the asset purchase agreement that memorializes the terms of the bid will be presented to the court for approval. Then the bid will be subject to a vote by you and other customers. We will provide guidance on how and when that vote will be happening in the coming weeks. And I think the most important question to everybody, when will I know how much value will be returned to me? And they say, following the finalization of the bid, FTX US and Voyager will provide information about the return of value as soon as possible. It is important to remember that FTX's bid was selected above all the other ones because it was the highest and best bid for Voyager's assets. I got another email today as well because I do have a Voyager account. I had assets within Voyager. Uh, I have removed them since, so uh, I don't have any losses of assets. And I got an email updating me on the bankruptcy case, and this was entitled, Notice of hearing, notice of rescheduled sale, and disclosure statement hearing date. So there's going to be a lot more news coming out on this, but it looks as though FTX.us is going to acquire Voyager and their assets. People should be getting something back. Maybe not all of it. Maybe not made totally whole, 
but something back. And well, we will keep you up to date on what's happening with Voyager. Now let's keep you up to date on those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And I'm recording this at 10, 12 a.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. And Bitcoin's on a tear. It's sitting at $20,143, a 5% in 24, 6.3% in 7. And I have a little bit of Bitcoin news right here. Short Bitcoin inflows hit an all-time high of $172 million of assets under management, according to a new report from CoinShares. Ethereum is at $1,384, up 4.6% in 24, 2.9 in 7. Tether is number 3, USDC is number 4, and Binance is number 5 at 282, up 3%. Running off the top 10, we have XRP, which is up 1.6% in 24, at 47.6 cents. BUSD, Cardano, Solana, and Dogecoin is at number 10. The total market cap is up 3.8%. It's at $971.3 billion. We have a BTC dominance of 39.8% and an F dominance of 17.5. Now, moving to our headlines or other news. We'll call it other news today since we just did like four to five minutes of headlines of the big headline for today. Okay, I'm rambling. Anyway, let's get on to it. California Governor Gavin Newsom has vetoed a statewide bill that would have established a regulatory framework for cryptocurrency regulation in California. And the crypto people are crypto peeps. They're thrilled. Newsom called the Assembly Bill 2269 premature and said that more flexible approaches were essential for the state because he believes blockchain technology is still evolving. This veto comes despite strong support in the state legislature, where the bill was voted yes by 71 to 0 with nine people abstaining. If this bill was signed into law, crypto firms would have to acquire a state-approved license to operate in California. The passage of AB 2269 would require a loan of tens of million dollars for the state as well. And so Gavin Newsom is trying to save a little money. Gavin Newsom, he wrote in a memo, It is premature to lock a licensing structure in statute without considering both this work and forthcoming federal actions. The Chamber of Progress CEO is happy and says, This gives California legislature a chance to take a less rushed and more inclusive approach to developing crypto regulations that protect consumers and allow for innovation. There's a huge opportunity over the next years for California and other states to get crypto regulation right. The Blockchain Association also applauded this move from Newsom, saying, We applaud. <laughs> I guess they did applaud, did they? We applaud Governor Gavin Newsom's veto of California Assembly Bill 2269, which threatened to choke innovation and stop California's crypto industry in its tracks. However, Assemblyman Tim Grayson is not so happy. He says, The cryptocurrency market is underregulated at best and deliberately rigged against everyday consumers at worst. And in further California news, state securities regulators in California and other states took action against Nexo Group, the parent company of crypto lender Nexo, calling the company's earn interest product an unregistered security. California's Department of Financial Protection and Innovation, or the DFPI, said, These crypto interest accounts are securities and are subject to investor protections under the law, including adequate disclosure of the risk involved. Disney is looking to hire a principal counsel specializing in NFTs, the metaverse, blockchain technologies, and decentralized finance, to guide the company through what appears to be coming an aggressive push into Web3. The attorney will principally provide legal advice and support for global NFT products, 
made in collaboration with Disney Media and Entertainment Distribution, as well as Disney Parks Experience and Products. The Principal Council will provide day-to-day legal advice to Disney legal and business teams on NFT and cryptocurrency-related matters and issues. And they will provide thought leadership and strategic direction in products involving digital currency and blockchain technology. We have some lawyers listening to the show. Actually, we have quite a few lawyers listening to the show. If you guys apply and get the job, please let me know. Matthew, you're in a crypt.co. This seems like a good gig, or at least an interesting gig. Do you guys remember Pixelmon? It was a project that raised $70 million by generating NFTs that promised to deliver a Pokemon-esque style Web 3.0 gaming experience. Well, people were excited about it until they saw Kevin. <laughs> I mean, Kevin is... It's just it's just effing classic. I mean, this is where podcasts don't do some news justice. You just need to see Kevin. It's hilarious. Imagine giving this company $7 million and they just gave you Kevin. Anyway, the Pixelmon founder called the art reveal a horrible mistake, which is absolutely hilarious because how did you not know it was a horrible mistake before you revealed it? Anyway, uh, that was news over. How was that? Was that a year ago already? Anyway. They now announced new leadership and new development plans. So hopefully people are going to get something out of this project. But if you never saw Kevin, the Pixelmon Kevin, uh, please click the link in the show notes. It is absolutely hilarious. And just keep in mind that it cost $70 million. Well, you know, brands are making big bets on the metaverse because everybody says this is the future of the Internet. Well, they might be right. They could be wrong. Who knows? But one brand that's aping into the metaverse is Walmart, and they're creating Walmart Land and Walmart's universe of play. And they're doing this with Roblox. Roblox claims to have around 52 million daily active users. Roblox is not a Web3 game, by the way. It's not built around NFTs. It doesn't have cryptocurrency. It's basically a traditional Web2 game built around user-generated content. Some people call this type of, I guess, shared world gaming a proto-metaverse. Walmart's CMO described this partnership with Roblox as a testing ground. And he says, we're focused on creating a new and innovative experience that excites customers, something that we're already doing in the communities where they live, and now the virtual worlds where they play. Walmart Land is an online playground that's going to host concerts, Netflix-themed trivia challenges, and fashion shops that offer digital apparel from real-world brands. Meanwhile, the Universal Play brings together entertainment brands like Jurassic World, Paw Patrol, via digital toys and other activities. And finally, we have another hack. We have another hack, and this one is for an individual person, and I would be absolutely devastated if I got hacked for this kind of money. Roughly $950,000 worth of crypto has been stolen from the Ethereum vanity address generated with a tool called Profanity. Users on GitHub have indicated that vanity addresses are more vulnerable to brute force attacks. So what is a vanity address? Well, you know, a normal address or a crypto address is generated by random machine-generated strings of numbers and letters. It's part of the whole cryptography aspect of this thing. But a vanity address is human-generated, and it usually represents someone's brand or name, like walmart.f, right? Or walmart.crypto. For this reason, users on GitHub indicate that these types of addresses are more vulnerable to brute force attacks. And so a brute force attack consists of an attacker submitting many passwords or passphrases with the hope of eventually guessing correctly. The attacker systematically checks all possible passwords and passphrases until the correct one is found. 
basically they're just going okay what is their password one two three four five six one two three four five six seven eight <laughs> you know and then they eventually find the right password and they're in but they just do that over and over and over and over and over and over again um it works this is why people want you to use very unique passwords or um or password generators so that you can have a unique password every time you use your password Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. I'll be back tomorrow. And until then, happy hodling, everyone.